Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Good morning, everyone. Seeing that it's Father's Day this morning, this whole day, I wanted to take this opportunity to praise and thank our Heavenly Father for His wonderful love, for His kindness, for His goodness to us all, but most of all for the journey that I have walked and experienced over a period of 43, 42 years. I want to thank our Heavenly Father for His love, His kindness, His discipline, His correction, and the many times that He has chastised me and at times offended me. But through it all, His love and His gentleness has always come through. And, of course, privileging me and giving me the title of being a father or the honor of raising children. You know, my dad left for South Africa when I was only about eight, nine years of age. And then I left home at the age of 16, never really known the love of a natural father. But thank God he became my spiritual father. And not only that, he taught me how to father my own children. And of course, not just my natural children, but our spiritual children. So I want to thank the Lord for this privilege and this honor of being called a father. And today I want to share with you what it means to know the father and to walk in His presence. And I do this in honor of Him. So the title of my message this morning is Knowing the Father and Walking in His Presence. And I'll give you a little bit of a background how I came to minister this Word. And in the quiet hours of the morning, I turned my thoughts to the Lord. You know, when you've been in the ministry for many years, when you have taught so many subjects that we could teach, especially when you've been in the Word for years, there are hundreds and thousands of topics that you can focus on or teach on. But the secret is, is bringing the right word at the right time to the right people. Amen. And that is, that takes the guidance and the leading of the Holy Spirit. So when I turned to the Lord in the early hours of the morning and questioned Him concerning our time together this morning, 
and the direction he wanted me to go in regards to the ministry of the word. And when I asked the Lord to show me what you need the most and what he wanted me to teach you, his answer was very clear through a scripture. At that time when I questioned the Lord, a verse of scripture came to mind, a very well-known scripture. In fact, it's one of my favorite words in the Bible. And uh, I would like to ask Timmy if he can put it up for us, please. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. And I'm reading from the King James Version. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise men glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty men glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we take time to ponder and meditate on the words you are giving us this morning, we pray and ask that your Spirit may open this word up to us. May you give us light, truth, an understanding of what it means to really know you in an intimate way, to understand you in all your ways. Help us, we pray today, that we may come a little closer to you. For there is nothing more wonderful, dear Lord, than knowing you and walking with you on this journey of faith. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now as I pondered and meditated on these words, I understood clearly that our highest <coughs> glory and our greatest privilege on the earth is to know God intimately and to understand Him in all His ways and attributes. There is no greater privilege, there is no greater honor for any human being, any believer, than to know the Lord intimately and to continually walk in His presence. Now many take pride in many things in our world today, even believers. Some glory in their strength, others glory in the education they've had, many others in the riches they have accumulated, others in the status and position, or in the friends they have in all the high places. But the Lord says, if we want to boast or glory about anything on this earth, then this is the only legitimate boast that we may glory, that we understand and we know the Lord 
that he is someone who loves and exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. And that's what the word is communicating to us today. That if you want to glory about something, glory in this, that you know the Lord. Amen. That you understand His ways. That you know what He is like. That you understand His attributes. That He is a God who loves and exercises loving kindness. And He's also the God of judgment and righteousness. Now, if I can encourage you to set your heart and mind on a course or a journey, if you will, of pursuing the Lord and walking with Him in the Spirit, then I can consider myself as one who has succeeded in accomplishing His purpose on the earth. Because that's what I live for. This is my ministry. This is my service to the body of Christ. That if I can encourage you to set your heart and your mind on a journey, on a course, if you will. And that is to pursue the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. And to endeavor to walk in His presence all the days of His life. Then I consider myself as one who has fulfilled his purpose on the earth. There is nothing more honorable. I personally believe, according to the word of God, no greater pursuit in life than the pursuit of the knowledge of God. The word of God tells us that his people, that is the believer, the Christian, are suffering because of a lack of knowledge. My people, he says, perish because they have no knowledge. Now he's not talking about natural knowledge. He's talking about the knowledge of God. The knowledge that comes from the Lord through his word by the Holy Spirit. You know, a lifetime on the earth is not enough to explore and to experience the one who loved us with an everlasting love and made it possible for us to enter the gates of knowledge and wisdom in discovering this wonderful perfect being that we call our Heavenly Father. Would you agree with that? Amen. Yeah. Amen? A lifetime here on the earth is not enough. And I believe, why? Because our God is unfathomable. His love is unsearchable. His attributes beyond human comprehension. And even eternity will not suffice us. Have you ever wondered why the cherubims all around the throne and the seraphims continually cry out to God, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. You know, to, to many of us, it would seem boring saying the same thing over and over again. But you know, every time they look at this holy being, they see a new facet of him. A new side of his holiness, of his splendor, of his glory. And they cannot help it but shout out, holy, holy, 
Holy is the Lord God Almighty. That is why I say that eternity will not suffice us to get to know this wonderful being we call our Heavenly Father in all of the depths of His love and kindness and majesty and splendor and glory. Father God, through His Son, the Lord Jesus, invited us into this glorious pursuit, every one of us, an adventure, if you will, of discovering Him and knowing Him in all of His glory and in all of His splendor. This invitation is open to all mankind without exception. Jesus said, whosoever will, let him come on this journey. Come to do what? Come and discover who I am. Come, follow me. And the disciples said, Lord, wh where do you stay? Where are we going? He says, come and see. Amen? You know, many have heeded this call. But they came not with pure motives. They've responded to the call. But the hearts were not pure. The motives were not pure. They came because of what they could gain or what they could get from Him. Many believers today, they come to God, they cry out to the Lord, they come to Jesus, even give their lives to Him, but with the wrong foundation. Their motives are all wrong. They come because of what they could get. Hello? Are you are still out there? Yeah. Of what they could gain. And these folks couldn't see the bigger picture. All they could see was their immediate needs and how they could fill their stomachs with bread. Jesus said to these folks, and we read that in John's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 26 and 27. He said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, You seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Jesus rebuked these folks. These folks were not interested in knowing the Lord or getting acquainted with the supernatural, with the things of the Spirit. They cared little about spiritual things because their mind was on earthly things. Believe me when I say to you that our churches are full of such people today. None of you here are like that anyway. <laughs> the pursuit in life, the whole purpose in life is all about earthly things and what they could gain from following the Lord. And there are many preachers that propagate and promote that. They are selfish, they are arrogant, judgmental, 
always complaining about one thing or another in the church and they are divisive and rebellious let me say this it's not enough to accept this invitation it must be accepted with pure motives and the desire to walk with the Lord and be willing to change in order to be conformed to the one who has called you to walk with him. This is very important. You see, many don't realize that. The meat which Jesus refers to and which endures unto everlasting life is the knowledge which the Lord Jesus gives to those who believe. The knowledge of what? The knowledge of God. He's the only one who knows the Heavenly Father. No one else does as He knows Him. And if we will receive this intimate knowledge, we can only receive it from the Lord Jesus as we walk with Him with a pure heart and a pure motive. This invitation is still going out today to all of us. Jesus is still calling you today and me saying, Come, follow me, and I will make you into the person God intended you to be. Amen. Amen? That means that the Lord will work on you. That means... He will change you. He's not going to leave you the same way He found you. That means He will discipline you. And that means He will offend you many times. Because He's not going to do what you want Him to do. Hello. <laughs> and some had come with pure motives. And with a strong desire to know and to intimately walk with him in the spirit. They came laying down their lives to serve him and to serve his kingdom. They came because they experienced a touch from his presence and they could not be satisfied with anything else in life. They were ruined for life because they had a taste of His unfathomable love and grace. They had a taste of what it means to be loved, what it means to be forgiven by Him to the point where they forsook all in order to follow him on this journey of intimacy. Yeah. Folks, Jesus builds his church today with such people who are always in a state of seeking his face and pursuing his presence. Yeah. They are hungry not for things but for him. They're sick and tired of this world and the substitutes that this world offers today. They just want Jesus. They're hungry for Jesus. They thirst for His presence and they look for Him in every place. 
The Apostle Paul's testimony, his life's long testimony, is summed up in the words he wrote to the church in Philippi. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, Paul said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings made conformable unto his death. And then he goes on to say that for the excellence of this knowledge, of knowing the Lord, he has suffered, he said, the loss of all things he previously considered as precious and as valuable. He gave up all that held him back from knowing the Lord. Not just the bad things, but also those good things that are considered legitimate for us Christians. He gave them all up in the pursuit of this wonderful knowledge. <coughs> to know Him, He says. That's my goal in life. I press toward the mark of the great prize of the call of God upon my life. It is to know Him. It is to know the power of His resurrection. Not only that, but I also want to know the fellowship of His sufferings. Hallelujah. There, there is a suffering that goes along with this journey of intimacy with God. Amen. If He suffered, we will suffer. If He was persecuted, we will be persecuted. If He was misunderstood, we will be misunderstood. If His reputation was ruined, our reputation will be ruined for His sake at times. He gave that all up. And He considered it, He said, as rubbish. Friends, this journey of intimacy with the Lord that we are speaking and teaching you about this morning is a life's long journey with great challenges and many times great sacrifices. You don't hear much preaching about that nowadays. This journey is not for the faint-hearted. It's not for the fearful. But it is for those who truly hunger and thirst for the Lord and His presence. It is for those of us who have tasted and experienced this unfathomable love of God and we can't get enough of it. Amen. We are ruined for life. I remember the first time the Lord's love touched my heart. The change that I've experienced, the joy that I have sensed in my heart, and all the loneliness left me and all of the rejection left me and all of the hatred that was in my heart left me. And I basked in that wonderful love and grace of God. And I began this long life's journey of pursuing the Lord in His presence. Jesus said, many, many are called into this journey of intimacy but only few are chosen the few which are chosen are the ones who have carefully counted the cost in following Jesus and paid the price for it 
Jesus warned us, which of you who intends to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost before you begin? Many today do not count the cost and they jump in following Jesus. Come, ask the Lord to come into your heart and everything will be rosy and fine and you will be blessed without leading them into a thoughtful and careful consideration of counting the cost what it will cost you to follow the Lord Jesus that's why many are falling away today that's why our churches are filled with compromising people that's why so much of the spirit of the world is coming to the church and it's considered as normal Christianity today that has nothing to do with the teaching of Christ or the Apostles because preachers do not preach the whole counsel of God, but just a part of it. When I came to the Lord, I had to pay a price of letting go of my parents, first of all. When my dad wrote to me and he said, if you do not forsake this new faith, this new religion you found, you are no longer my son. I've had to make a decision. To follow and pursue the Lord or to choose my dad. And many other choices I've had to make along this, this journey of knowing the Lord and walking in His presence. There is a price, there is a cost. And, and, and the Lord is counseling us and warning us, carefully count the cost before you say yes. I'll follow you, Lord, wherever you go. Amen? The few that are chosen are those who have carefully counted the cost of following Jesus and have paid that price long before they come to it. When they come and they face the challenge of what they will choose, they have already chosen long before that. They made up their minds. For me, it's Jesus all the way. Hello. No compromise. No turning back. The cross before me. The world behind me. I'm going to follow Jesus. Even if it separates me from some of my closest friends. I lived in a community that wasn't very large. About 50 families at one time. In Fort Victoria. Rhodesia then. We had wonderful friends, wonderful fellowship with the Greek community there. Almost every week we were in each other's houses. We ate together. We sang calendar together. We, we visited each other. And we talked about many things. And when I made a decision to follow Christ and preach His gospel, I wasn't very popular there. I lost those friends. They would no longer wanted to walk with me. Because of what I believed. Yes, it costed us. My children, our children were isolated from the community. And even ridiculed. There is a price to pay. Now, Matthew 16, 24, 25. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, that means woman, child, everyone. Let him deny himself and take up his cross 
and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it again. Listen. Denying ourselves and dying to ourselves is part of the price we have to pay in order to follow Jesus and find the richness of his presence. Amen. You, you cannot bypass these words and go around them because if you do you will be disappointed the Lord Jesus repeatedly told his disciples that unless one is willing to forsake all that he has he cannot be his disciple what does that mean does that mean that you give away everything you have? No. It means that you change your way of thinking from being Lord and honor of who you are and what you have to being a steward. Giving it all to Him. And let Him rule and guide. Not just you, but all of yours. I really don't understand where we get this idea from that when we come to Jesus is all about gain. I don't know. The Lord Jesus certainly did not teach that. Nor did the apostles taught us that. But the opposite. Before we truly gain anything, we have to lose everything. Hello? And before we truly live we have to die to self and all that self stands for. And many, as I said, today they want to bypass this important principle. So they come to Jesus seeking to gain. And when they don't get what they want, they get all upset and all offended. They get offended with the church, with God, with the, with the preacher. And many of them walk away. Now it's not what I bargained for. Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies. You know, I've experienced death many times. I look at my offspring today, both natural and spiritual, and I know they exist because of my death. I died over and over again. Paul says we die daily so that he may live through us. You don't die, he can't live through you. It, 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 not, not two of you can live in the same vessel at the same time. One has to die so the other could live. <laughs> Many years ago when my wife and I were, were having problems, we, we used to argue a lot. We used to fight a lot, even when I got born again. Huh? It's always my fault, brother. And one day, I still don't remember what was the reason or the cause of our argument, but we had such a fight at the store that we were running that I got so mad, I got into my car and I sped away. I just wanted to run away from her, from everything. 
And that's what I always did prior to my being born again. Always threatened to run away. And in fact, one day I did run away, left her pregnant. Then the Lord got hold of me and sent me back to her. And so on this open road, it was a beautiful, beautiful a summery day, clear sky, no cloud in the sky. I looked up as I sped away and I saw a white cross. And beneath that cross it said, Enduto Nika. That's where the name of my first ministry came from. Enduto Nika means in the cross you will conquer. Now that vision shook me. When I calmed down, I returned, I opened my Bible and right on the front I drew a cross and I wrote beneath it, and Dutoniga. And as I began to meditate, the Holy Spirit told me these words. Andrea, self and Christ cannot live together. Self must die. You need to die. To your stubbornness, to your pride, to your arrogance. When you die, Christ will live through you. From that day on, I began the process of dying and I'm still dying. When we have an argument with my wife, I never win. She's always right. Hallelujah. And I realize this, in dying, I truly live. Not I but Christ lives in me. You cannot, and I wrote beneath the cross, you cannot serve self and God at the same time. You cannot. Those of us who live for themselves, they're really in death and they don't really know it. The ones who truly live this life of abundance are the ones who has taken up the cross every single day and died to themselves every day, not just some days. So that Christ may live in us and through us. We must be willing to become that very grain of wheat that falls into the ground of God's choice where God planted you, where God designated for you to be. Die there so that you can produce a great harvest of blessing, not for yourself, but for the world around you. <laughs> Pastor Ken Turner said the most fertile ground for the greatest harvest in life is the burial ground for ourselves. Fellow believers, listen to me this morning, please. Hear with your heart, not just with your physical ears. Let's learn a lesson from nature. Everything we see in nature, everything that God created, exists not for the benefit of itself, but for the benefit of others. Let's take the sun for instance. The sun shines. Does it shine for itself? No. The sun gives light not for itself but for all creation. The light, the warmth. The rain falls to the ground. 
not for itself for what for the ground the ground exists not for itself but to give the necessary nutrients to plants and and animals and and trees and all that so that they can produce their fruit for the benefit of who for the benefit of mankind amen Nature can teach us that. All of creation exists for the benefit of those outside of itself. That is why Jesus said, listen, unless we die to ourselves and begin to live for Christ and others, we are no use to the kingdom of God and we are not worthy to be called his disciples. Hello. You see, self is the stumbling block. You know, I can either live for myself at the expense of others, or I can live for others at the expense of myself. The same with you. Jesus lived his entire life serving his heavenly Father and serving the people. Paul the Apostle summed it all up by saying in Romans 14 verse 7 for we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves if we live it's to honor the Lord if we die it's to honor the Lord so whether we live or die we are and we belong to the Lord amen so for the sake of the kingdom of God we are called upon this hour I believe this is a fresh call to the body of Christ not only to die to our sin but also to the things that we consider normal and legitimate in order to find the treasure of his presence and the fullness of his glory God's presence will cost you. You want to be anointed? <laughs> There's a price. Some people think, oh pastor, just come and lay hands on me. I want to receive a double portion of what you have. You don't know what you're asking for. <laughs> That's why Jesus said to the two who wanted to sit, one on his right, one on his left, are you able to drink the cup that I'm going to drink? Are you able to go through the suffering that I am going through? That anointing is very expensive. And people think you, they can just receive it by coming to church once a week, paying the tithes, and then having the pastor lay hands on them to receive a double portion. It doesn't come that way. I wish it did, but it doesn't. There's a road that each and every one of you needs to walk on. It's a road of self-denial, self-sacrifice. It's a road of serving. Serving Christ, serving others. And one of those conflicts, again, the Lord has taught me many things through the conflicts with my wife. In fact, you know, she was and she is God's instrument that God used to be the kind of person I am today. Yeah. The Lord used her so many times in fashioning me. In disciplining me. Hello. In paining me 
She's God's gift to me. Now, not always I'm happy about that. <laughs> but I realize that God could have not have chosen a better person for me. She is the person I needed the most. And God in His mercy and in His grace he had someone else choose my wife and when I saw her you know we, we got married by proxy we didn't fall in love head over heels in love and we got married her uncle introduced me to her when I didn't even know her you see God knew if I had to choose myself without any help I would have made a mess probably I would have been divorced not once but several times you know, God uses sometimes the closest people that are around you to teach you valuable lessons if you are a teachable person. Amen. Amen. God uses instruments of crucifixion because no one can crucify himself. Hello. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> when we come to the place where we value the Lord's presence more than anything else in our lives. And you know, by the way, God heard my prayers. So when I started complaining, He said, well, you asked for it. What are you complaining about now? I said, Lord, all I want is you. He said, you really mean it? Oh, you know, God answers your prayers in, in unexpected ways, not in the ways that you think He's going to answer them. Hello? When we come to the place where we value the Lord's presence more than anything else in life, then He will fill us with Himself to overflowing then and only then when we become so desperate for him and him alone and wherever we go we will be known as the people who love God and love people because we will be carrying him amen, amen. many will be drawn to us because of who we carry and many lives will be touched and healed and restored why? Because it is the Lord's presence that restores lives. It is the Lord's presence that heals relationships. It is the Lord's presence that opens the eyes of the blind and blind binds up the brokenhearted. Only the Lord's presence can do that. And the more we are filled with Him, the greater the glory we will display around us. The supernatural will be part of our daily lives. Amen. So let us therefore seek His presence. Don't seek for anything else. Don't seek for the blessing. The blessing will come after you when you learn to seek Him. In all the years that I have known the Lord, I have never sought things. I have never sought wealth. I have never sought houses. Yet as I sought God, He gave me all of these things without sweat. I recall many times we had, a, we had a discussion with my brother who passed away now. 
He said, I don't understand you. I work 17 hours a day like a dog standing on my feet for years. And I haven't got much. And I look at you, and you know what? You don't really work hard. And that's true. And look how blessed you are. I said, you, you, you want to know the secret? It's following Jesus. It's pursuing Him. Hello? I'm not advocating laziness. I'm encouraging you. And I want to set your heart on a course this morning and your mind. A course that will pursue the Lord's presence more than anything else. Amen. As I was saying, I forgot what I, I wanted to share this with you. One of those conflict times, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, arrested my attention, and He said this, As you lay down your life to serve and please others, then I will come and fill you with my presence. And every place that the sole of your feet tread upon, that I have given unto you. And I have seen that over and over again. God has increased and multiplied my influence. I'm not bragging. I'm bragging on the Lord. As I humble myself and serve the King and serve those whom God has brought into my life, beginning with my family. God has called us to a life of service, not ourselves but others. Amen? Amen. I want to open the altar this morning. You know what the altar is called in Greek? Anyone knows? Thesiasterion. Do you know what a Thesiasterion is? Is where they sacrifice. In the Old Testament they brought the animals They spill the blood. They sacrifice. So I want to open the altar today. Because today I believe with all of my heart. That God is calling you. Yes you. Every one of you. Into a deeper walk with him. A closer walk with him. Don't go to your grave wishing and living or dying with regrets. Oh, I wish I had done more. I wish I had given more. I wish I had prayed more. I wish I had studied more. I wish I have loved more. I wish I have served more. No, no, that's a terrible way to go to the grave. When I die, I want to die empty. So the altar is open and the call is the same. Come closer. Come nearer. Come follow me. And learn of me, Jesus said, for I am meek and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. 
Start giving more of yourself first to your family and then to the family of God where God placed you. If you choose to obey this call today, I want to warn you that it's going to cost you more than you've experienced before. But the price you pay cannot be compared with the rewards that you will receive. Amen? Amen. So I want to challenge you this morning. Don't die with regrets. Peter said to the Lord, Lord, we have left all and followed you. In other words, he was saying, what are we going to get? And Jesus said to him, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels, and he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. How well do you know the Lord? Do you know him as far as you can see him or feel him? Some people, that's, 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 that's as far as the knowledge goes of the Lord. It's based on sight and it's based on feeling. Anytime God does something outside of the realm of the senses, they get lost. They panic. They don't know what's going on. They become all fearful. You know why? Because the knowledge is so shallow. Hello? How deep is your knowledge of the Lord? Do you trust Him? Like Job did, even though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. God wants to take you further into this wonderful, wonderful experience of knowing Him, of loving Him with all of your heart with all of your mind, with all of your strength, with all of your soul, and loving each other and serving each other in the way that God had gifted us. So I am calling those who are hungry today. I'm calling those who are thirsty. Come. But be aware that the Lord's presence is not cheap. Amen? I'm going to pray. Feel free to come if you want to. Whosoever will, Jesus said, let him come. God wants to take you on an, a journey of adventure. It's a lifelong journey. Heavenly Father, thank you for being so kind and so patient with us for calling us, for wooing us deeper and deeper into your presence. For Lord, how will it be known that we are your people 
distinguished from all other people on the face of the earth is it not because you go with us and your presence fills our lives and father today I pray that you will put such a hunger in the hearts of your people a hunger not for the things of the earth not for the pleasures of this world but a hunger for your presence to deeply know you to walk in this intimate close fellowship with you in the wonderful name of Jesus thank you for listening to this message for additional resources or more information about this ministry come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za